Hi, welcome to Exploring Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and our co-host, Anel, wasn't here last week. He's not here again this week, and he won't be here next week either, but he'll be returning the week after, okay? Because, like, you know, <laughs> when he's in on the show, it's a lot more fun for everyone, which is great. Okay, uh, the topic of today's show is free will is Satan's shield, okay? And, you know, I got to explain that most of these shows are scientific because the question of human will is not so much religious as um, scientific. I mean, like, it does have a religious origin in a certain sense, but actually um, might have preceded um, the religious derivation, whatever. So, but like, the thing is, like, you know, 80% of Americans are religious. I tend to be religious. I, I equate God with the universe. I'm kind of like scientifically religious, you know, if that makes sense. And, and, um, and so it, it makes sense to view this, this topic within the context of religion. And, and as this show will explain, within the context of, of the concept or the being, whatever it is, the force of Satan, okay? <laughs> um, all right. Now, before, as, as I do with each show, before I get into the main theme, I want to just talk about a little what, what we tend to mean when we say we have a free will. Uh, when people say they have a free will, is they're saying that they nothing that's not in their control you know, is making them decide everything. Everything is completely up to them. In other words, their genes are not taking part in or making any decision for them. Their environment, you know, what, what they learned in school, what their parents taught them, what their friends told them, you know, where they grew up and all that. None of that is making any, any decision for, for us. We're making it completely on our own. And, you know, as I'm saying this, you might understand how absolutely incoherent inco- the concept of free will is because, like, all that stuff that I described, you know, how our parents raised us, we're 50%, our personality is 50% genetic. You know, all the stuff that, that makes us who we are comes together to just like decide for us and as as i've explained in other shows you know we can understand this in terms of causality in terms of our unconscious but but that's generally the definition another definition of free will is like that if we have free will we're not just pragmatically responsible for what we do we are fundamentally and ultimately responsible in other in other words so responsible that god would be justified although i don't see the justification for this uh, you know for uh, because i have a feeling this is the, what, one of the ways that this concept of free will arose that like in in religion before there was like an advanced policing system and a criminal criminal justice system and all, you know, you kind of like had to induce people to try to be good with threats. So some kind, some religious people came up with this threat. I'll tell you know, let's tell the people that if they do wrong, you know, they are going to like, when they die, after they die, they're going to go to this place where they're going to suffer eternally. I mean, zillions of years, you know, zillions and zillions of years, never ending. Okay? And like, you know, Right off the bat, that seems so incredibly unfair. You're here for like, what? You might be here for like 20 years, do something really wrong, and you're going to like suffer for the rest of eternity for it? You know, that, that doesn't make sense. And But the reason this is important is like, in order, the only way that religious people, clerics, rabbis, you know, priests, whatever, could threaten people in that way is through the concept of free will. In other words, if we didn't have free will, if we're completely compelled, if God is making us do everything we do, as I just explained a bit in the last show, 
then you can't, you know, it would be completely horrifically unfair uh, to punish us, you know, even like a day after we die or whatever for what we do here. You know, it would, you know, the whole concept of punishment, especially after death, death would make no sense. So, so, all right. So, like, you know, in terms of like, now we kind of understand what we mean by free will and a little by why, you know, about why it's not possible. I'll explain a bit more about why it's not possible in a moment or so. But um, in terms of the significance, you can see, you know, that a lot of people, you know, anxiety, fear is one of the um, kind of like prevalent things that we struggle against in life. I used to, before the show, I did a show on happiness called The Happiness Show. And it featured the work of, you know, happiness researchers who've been researching happiness for about 50 years or so now. Um, and one of their strongest findings was that the number one enemy of happiness is fear, uh, fear, anxiety. So here's the thing. If you've got a lot of people buying into the, um, to the religious theology, religious worldview, and a lot of people do because, like, in the United States, 50% of Americans believe in Adam and Eve and the serpent and God pulling a rib out of Adam to make you know, Eve, they believe that as opposed to evolution, okay, and evolution has been like so, you know, it hasn't been completely explained, but it's been so convincingly demonstrated. I mean, you know, remember Mendel's peas, you know, in, in, in biology, how, you know, I mean, evolution is, anyway, so you've got like half the American population believes probably that, you know, that they may, they may, or people they love, whatever, their parents, kids, whatever, may end up in hell eternally. And that's got to be some kind of a fear that, you know, while people may not call it up much, it's probably working underneath the surface. It's kind of like this nebulous underlying anxiety, and it can't be good. It can't be good for either the, the individual or society. So, all right, so that's one, that's one way of explaining why this show is important. Um, another reason this show is important. It's just basic truth. I mean, you've got the entire world completely, absolutely, unequivocally deluded about this, this first fundamental fact of why we human beings do things. You know, I mean, the, the first fact of our existence is we are, exist. The second fact of our existence is we do things, we think things, we feel things. And for humanity, for the entirety of civilization, our criminal justice system, our education system, our uh, socioeconomic system, for our, our entire civilization to get this extremely fundamental aspect of human nature completely wrong, 180 degrees wrong, you know, that's important. Um, another, it's, it's important just for, for truth's sake. You know, we tend to hold truth as, as a better guide to navigating our world than, 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 you know, myth and superstition and all this stuff, or just like mistaken um, conclusions. So just for truth's sake, it's important. All right, let's, let's get on with this. All right, so I just want to, again, quickly refute free will before... I get to why it is Satan's shield, okay? <laughs> and the reason, there's, there's, there's various ways of, of explaining why we wouldn't have a free will. The most fundamental and basic is that everything has a cause. And just I, at the onset, I just want to say that, like, some people say, well, no, Heisenberg, uncertainty principle, quantum mechanics, not everything has a cause. Some things are indeterministic. So, like, 
If you want to take that route, if you want to say that some things don't have a cause, and that, that concept is actually incoherent, but if, if, if you want to believe that, okay, that, make things, that makes free will even more impossible. Because if like, our decisions are coming about in an uncaused, indeterministic manner, they certainly cannot be caused by human will or anything else. Again, if, you, if you're saying that the decision is made in an uncaused way, that it's not caused by anything, it's certainly not caused by us. All right, but anyway, the basic reason why free will is impossible because in reality, everything does have a cause. Okay, Leucippus was the first person to mention this back in 380 BC. He said, nothing happens by, at random, everything for a reason and by necessity. And that was the first statement of this causality or determinism in, in, that's re- in recorded history, whatever. Probably people thought about it before that. But, all right, so, like, so if everything has a cause, you've got, like, the cause of everything you're thinking right now, everything you're listening to, everything I'm saying, everything that happens, it has a cause, all right? And then that cause, because everything has a cause, has to have a cause, and so it has a cause, and then that cause of the cause of what, whatever we're doing in the present has a cause, and that cause has a cause, and you've got to remember these causes are always going back in time, okay? You can't have a cause really, like, happen um, after an effect. And the best way to understand that is like you've got the Big Bang as, let's say, the first cause that we're aware of. There may may be stuff before it, but empirically, scientifically, we can't access that information. So you've got the Big Bang causing the state of the universe at the next moment in time, the second moment of the universe causing the state of the universe, or the third causing the state. So you've got this, like, you know, this um, cause and effect evolution of the universe. Again, you can trace it back to our every decision, and so that means that everything we're deciding, everything that's happening right now, was ultimately and fundamentally caused by the Big Bang, and that's a very clear, very powerful, simple way of understanding why free will is completely impossible. You know, and and again, you got to understand why people don't don't get this because, like, you know, our, our entire world is completely deluded. It's something that psychologists refer to as motivated thinking. In other words, like. If if a certain if you've got a certain belief and it's ingrained in your system and it's and you value it you know and then you get information that kind of conflicts with that you know you a lot of times you'll just like rationalize you'll make up like you'll make up nonsense and it's not you're, you're not freely doing this it's like the universe doing this for you which is kind of like surreal why the universe makes us think think we have a free will when we don't but anyway that's what happens all right we now understand why cause and effect makes free will impossible now. Free will is Satan's shield. St. Augustine, he was grappling with the question of good and evil back in around 500 A.D., okay? And he's saying to himself, well, you know, God is all good. You know, God is all good. So, like, if anything bad, anything evil happens, you can't blame God, you know? So what was his answer? He blames us. He says, like, he wrote a book, you know, at that time called De Libro Arbitrero, which is Latin for on free will. St. Augustine in 580 AD coined the term free will. You won't find the the term free will in the Bible because it's not in there. As a matter of fact, if you go to Romans, the uh, 7th chapter, the 15th verse, you've got St. Paul saying to the Romans, I don't know what's going on here. I'm kind of paraphrasing. 
I don't know what's going on. I try to do good. The good that I want to do, I seem, a lot of times it seems that I can't. And the evil that I don't want to do, it seems that a lot of times I do. What's going on here? So St. Paul may actually be in Christianity the first person that questions this concept of a free will. Okay? So anyway. So... And, you know, this is like free will is a fundamental concept to Judaism, to Islam. And so, again, back to the Satan thing. Now, in Judaism, that's, I think Judaism is where the, the concepts of Satan began. And I did some research on it, I don't know, about a year ago or so. And apparently in Judaism, Satan's not really a, a bad guy per se. In other words, like he's doing, God created Satan to tempt us and then to indict us. In other words, like he, he tempts us to do wrong. He tempts us to overeat, overdrink, you know, to lie, steal, cheat, whatever. He, he tempts us and then if we do wrong, he prosecutes us, you know, to God. He says, oh, look what he did, you know, <laughs> shame, shame, shame. And, um, and who knows, maybe he punishes us also, I don't know. But anyway, like the Jewish conception is that God, Satan is actually supposed to re- really be on our side. You know, he really wants us to get this stuff right, but he's just doing his job. Okay, that's, that's the Jewish conception. I'm not sure the Christian or Islamic conception has any, um, you know, is, is so very similar. Now, all right, what's this Satan's shield about? St. Augustine, so you've got this Satan guy who... Um, who tempts us, who, you know, if, if we weren't tempted, we, weren't, we wouldn't do anything wrong. We wouldn't lie and cheat and steal and whatever we do. You've got to understand that. It's like, it's because Satan's making us do this, which is another way of understanding why we don't have free will. And all. But anyway, like, the, um, so like, the idea, Augustine, okay. Augustine, back in 580 AD, could easily have said, all right, fine, God is all good, um, let's blame Satan for all this stuff that, that goes wrong. You know, let's let, if, if we blame Satan for whatever, for the evil in the world, we don't have to blame God, but we also don't have to blame um, human beings, you know, people. All right, apparently that idea didn't occur to, um, to St. Augustine, and I'm going to defend St. Augustine because St. Augustine didn't have a free will, so like he was actually doing the will of the universe, the will of the Big Bang, the will of God, because everything is God. So, so God makes St. Augustine blame man, you know, invent this concept of free will in order to, to have a, a basis for, for blaming man and leaves Satan off the hook. So what does that mean? And here's the shield thing. When we do, if, if everybody understood that free will is an illusion, that nobody has a free will, no one can ever have a free will, as we're going to get into in our next show, then anytime anyone did something wrong, you know, we'd be like, instead of blaming each other on ourselves, we'd be getting together to try to figure out, you know, well, it's not our fault, it's Satan's fault. Satan t- tempted us. You know, so what's the shield part? You know, the free will belief shields Satan from the blame. And again, if you want to get completely technical, you can't even blame Satan because, like, you know, Satan's doing, Satan doesn't have a free will either. Satan's doing what God compelled Satan to do, all right? But, but not, notwithstanding, you know, you've got this force, this being, whatever, that, that is responsible for the evil in the world, 
and he gets off scot-free because of this free will concept. Don't you see how harmful this free will thing is? If we didn't have, if everybody was on board with the, the right and proper understanding of our human will, that we don't have free will, that we're like manifesting God's will, the will of the universe, whatever, then, you know, again, we would, uh, Satan wouldn't be shielded from any kind of blame we, we might want to, like, you know, attribute for, for what's going on. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we need to revise religion. Um, you know, the Protestant Reformation was a good example of, like, where a lot of people got together and said, wait a minute, you know, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't really make sense, that isn't really, like, up-to-date and stuff. We're going to like, it's kind of like a constitutional convention if you're a country or something. A bunch of people get together and say, we're going to change things. We're going to change a lot of things. So now, like, instead of like just Catholicism, you've got Catholicism and Protestantism as the two main denominations, whatever, of Christianity. In Judaism, the same thing happened. You had like, you know, you had like, well, you've got the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Essenes, right? And then you've got this guy, Jesus, come along comes along and he you know he he introduces so many changes not really actually but he he instead of focusing on like the legalistic aspects of Judaism you know Jesus was focusing on the poor on mercy on compassion and all and what you know what he was preaching he was preaching like this absolute forgiveness whatever um so anyway at that time you had this major reformation of religion leading to the you know religion I don't know if Christianity is the biggest religion in the world, but certainly one of them. So anyway, we need, we need for the, we need for all, we need for the, the, the Jewish leaders, the Christian leaders, the Islamic leaders, the Buddhist leaders, to all get together, have this huge conference, this huge convention, and get it finally straight that free will is an illusion, that no one has it, has it, no one ever had it, no one ever can have it, that it's all God's will, that we're all God, and that if we really want, if we really feel the need to blame anyone for anything, it's not us, it should be Satan that we're blaming, okay? And again, I would defend Satan also, because like Satan doesn't have free will either. And as long as we're defending Satan, you be, we, we better defend God. Because here's the thing, all right, if we don't have a free will... And the evil we do is not up to us because of that, and it's not because we don't have a free will. Um, and it's not up to Satan either because, like, God created Satan to do his job, and, you know, Satan, you know, is, and, and you got to understand, Satan is also subject to the same causality, you know, um, as we are. You know, causality works in the spiritual realm also because, like, let's say Satan makes a decision, that decision occupies a space and time, and if, if it occupies a space and time, then it's part of what Einstein described as space-time, and so therefore it's, like, subject to the physical laws of nature and then subject to the <laughs> evolutionary, you know, progression of the universe spanning back to the Big Bang or from the Big Bang. So anyway, um, so for... Um, so we can't really blame Satan, but like, I want to get God off the hook also because like, if 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 we're not responsible for the evil and, and Satan's not responsible, then God's God's the only thing that's left. You know, any evil in the world has to be attributable to God, and you know that's it's a compelling argument. It's a it's a strong argument, but here's the thing. Again, I I mentioned my last show, the happiness show, where like. The reason I created the show is because, like, happiness is our main goal in life. Aristotle understood this, you know. Um, 
he said that like happiness is the highest good and happiness is like the only means in life. Everything else is an end. Or the only end in life. Everything else is a means to happiness. Happiness is why we're here. You know, that's 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 the main reason we're here. So like, you know, to my thinking, it makes me happier to believe that God is good than to believe that God is, is both good and evil. You know, I mean, a lot of times it seems that, yeah, we've got this Jekyll and Hyde God that, you know, he's having a bad day and he just like, you know, punishes whatever and he's having a good day and rewards us. But, all right, here's, here's how I get around blaming um, God. Uh, and again, this is like all theoretical, hypothetical, but, you know, it works. It works for me. I also like, like to believe that we all go to a better place, go to a, an absolute bliss when we die, because the only other alternatives is like one, that nothing happens. That's kind of, that's like boring, you know, <laughs> nothing happens, yeah, whatever. Um, another thing is like there's a heaven and hell, but this hell doesn't make sense because like that would be blaming us for, for what, you know, we didn't do wrong because we don't have a free will. I mean, it doesn't really make sense in that regard to, to reward us with, have, with heaven, but it does make sense because we're hedonic. We were created as hedonic creatures. In other words, we seek pleasure and avoid pain. That's who we are. That's how we were made. So it makes consummate sense, you know, that, that when we die, we all go to this blissful place. And that's why, I ch- <laughs> and I choose to believe that because it's the best belief on, on the afterlife that I can think of. Anyway, so like, so with God and evil, um, okay. I don't want to blame God for anything. So the way I think about this is that, um, all right, well, it must have been a mistake. It must have been a mistake. And, like, I'm going to segue from religion to science here to try to explain this mistake a bit. Um, Okay, um, there was a time... In evolution, we all evolved from lower life forms, originally from single-celled organisms, then, you know, plants developed, and from plants, um, animals, okay? And that's, that's, you know, this evolution took place over, I think life has been on the planet for about maybe four billion years, human beings for maybe a couple of million. But before human beings, there were a lot of, you know, animals in this evolutionary kind of like, um, you know, chain, whatever. So now you got to understand, think about it. There was a point in time where, I don't know whether it was a plant or an animal, but there was a point in time where physical organisms, living organisms, didn't have the structures, the capacity to feel either pleasure or pain, I, I suppose. You know, and, you, know you, you, you have to have a certain kind of neurological makeup to, to be able to have that. You know, plants, I'm not sure they, they feel pleasure or pain. It's hard to say. But at a certain level, you know, like an amoeba, I don't think an amoeba feels either pleasure or pain, okay? So anyway, so what happens is like, so God made a mistake. God's main mistake was that he allowed evolution, because you have to understand God is like controlling everything again, because this, this causal progression from the Big Bang you know, everything's evolving moment by moment, state by state. And, you know, if we call God the universe, God is the Big Bang that, that started everything. So if God, so God, you know, had us evolve pain. And what's the problem with pain? Well, I mean, in terms of evil, in terms of this thing with Satan, if there was no pain, there could be no evil. Think about it. If nobody felt pain, if everybody just like, let's say, and some people say that, well, you, you got to have pain 
because like if you don't have pain you couldn't have pleasure I could argue that but I'm not gonna right now I, I should do a show on that but like in order for there to be evil there has to be pain you know and in other words like if there was no pain we would do whatever we wanted to and nobody'd suffer anything nobody'd like have any harm because the only you know harm of of evil is that it causes pain because if if it didn't cause pain then it wouldn't be evil so so the, the the origin of evil is pain and the origin of pain is like it's got it's an evolutionary mistake okay god god got it wrong now in terms of correcting the mistake how does god generally a mechanism correcting mistakes every 6000 years 600,000 years or so every million years or so you get this huge comet or a gamma ray burst, or the super volcano exploding. This is like what, what made the um, dinosaurs go extinct. You get this cataclysmic kind of like um, event, either from from outer space, you know, like a comet, or you know, in, in, in endogenous to um, to the Earth, that kind of makes everything, all higher life forms, go extinct. Okay, so what happens is they're like, you know, they're back to like lower life forms along and then evolution progresses again. That's what again, we don't have any dinosaurs anymore because they they became extinct. So anyway, the way to correct this may actually be that that um, and again, who knows whether this will happen tomorrow or a zillion years from now. But if, you know, (laughs) if God were to kind of like end this world in some kind of way like that, you know, reduces back to these lower life forms. And, you know, the speculation here, here is that there is a kind of like, um, let's say that the world has a kind of a conscious memory, that if like, if the organism then could, or if God, whatever, could be aware that, oh, pain wasn't the way to go. You know, you evolve pain in lower life forms, then it's going to lead to evil and a lot of problems and stuff. So anyway, the answer to pain in, under this context would be that, um, that, life forms would evolve in a way that only um, they only experience pleasure and again I would have to explain how that could come about without and a, a, an easy way to explain it is like for example there's light and there's darkness alright but if you're like in a completely closed box you're in, in like complete darkness and there may be light all around you but you're not experiencing it so like by that same principle fine there may be pain but it may be like in other planets or something we you know wouldn't have to experience it alright that is like, you know, I hope you understand why free will is Satan's shield. And to the extent that we get overcome this, you know, completely deluded belief in free will, we could stop blaming ourselves and each other, start blaming Satan if we need to blame someone, be all on the same side of every kind of conflict and everything that goes wrong. Because like when we attribute free will to ourselves and each other, that just distracts us from solving problems. It just like complicates things. It's completely insane, completely unintelligent. It doesn't make any sense at all. And it just makes matters worse. All right, well, um, hey, we've got another show here, another time. We, we used to be like, we had the second time for White Plains shows, like on Sunday, because, but this like, you know, free will is like a concept fundamental to religion. So I, anyway, it's going to be on also at 7.30 on Wednesdays. I'll see you then. Okay, bye. <laughs>